Are you feeling stuck in life or in business? Maybe you're not making the money that you know you should be making. Or are you finding yourself in opposing patterns? One minute you're in high performance mode, and the next you feel totally drained and burnt out. If any of that sounds familiar, then this podcast is for you. I'm Brenda Johnson, and this is the Limitless Life Podcast, the place where I help entrepreneurs like you become high performers. After changing my own relationship to money and success so I could turn my passion into profit, I decided it was time to help others do the same. I am obsessed with the power of the subconscious mind and helping you tap into it so you can finally have the limitless life that you're supposed to have. Let's get started. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Limitless Life Podcast. I'm so excited about my guest today. I know that I say I'm always excited, but I really am excited. My guest today is really amazing. You're going to love her. Like me, she feels if you're going to create the life of your dreams, you basically need to unlearn everything that you've learned, which is why I really wanted to bring her on here. So you get a taste of this from somebody else and not just me talking all the time. My guest today is Amanda O'Reilly. Amanda is a lifestyle entrepreneur, a strategic business consultant, a published writer, a speaker, and a worthiness coach. She helps people master the game of life on their terms. She's inspired thousands of women across the globe to own their birthright, their worth, and through her eight-week online course, Break Down to Break Through with her Worthy Wands. Amanda is 40 under 40 recipient. She has been formally recognized as an agent of change in her hometown of Ottawa, Canada. And in 2015, she was knighted as a dame in the Order of St. George. Welcome, Amanda. I'm so happy to have you here. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. You know, we're going to need to talk about this be knighted thing, right? Because I'm, just, I'm like, what? How does that even happen? Can we start Swords with and that? All. Yeah. Swords and all. Yeah. So, I mean, it was a really crazy experience to sort of go through it. It was a five and a half hour ceremony with the sort of the swords on each shoulder. I mean, it was, it was really, it's, it was a great honor for me, you know, so how does- I have fun with it. How does that happen? Um, how do you get, how does somebody get I knighted? was sort of nominated for my philanthropic endeavors and, and sort of the work that I'm doing in this world. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, so it's, it's a huge honor. Um, it was a long ass ceremony, but <laughs> I have fun with it. You know, I'm like, hey, curtsy, I'm a dame. Yeah, that's amazing. Wow, I've never talked to a real knight before. So that's, there you go. <laughs> that's amazing. I'm actually... Yeah. Um, the reason I wanted to have you on the show was because I came across you because of your worthy wands, which is jewelry that you design and create, which we're going to talk a lot about. I've been doing a lot of work around self-love and more importantly, self-compassion. I was scrolling on Instagram and I saw something called a worthy wand and I'm like, what the hell is that? So of course (laughs) I had to click on it because like obviously the universe sends us things when we need it. So I clicked on it. And I was like, oh, it's the most beautiful necklace I've ever seen. And I need to have that because I've been looking for a piece of jewelry that I can wear that will raise my vibration and just be like a powerful anchor. I mean, I know I have crystals all over the place, stuffed in my bra, I wear them, whatever. But I wanted a nice piece of jewelry. When I saw these, I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. And when it arrived, first of all, you included a handwritten note. (laughs) And I have to tell you, that just, I love when people do that. Like, it just made it even more special. And then that's why I reached out to you. So can you tell us a little bit about, um, actually, I want to kind of back up. 
I want to talk about the worthy ones, but can you tell us a bit about yourself and then how you ended up creating the worthy ones? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, I think we create in this world what we need, mm-hmm. right? And I forgot my own birthright. I was in dysfunctional relationship after dysfunctional relationship. I was the ultimate people pleaser. I was Julie Cruz director, Sally psychologist, and Martha Stewart all in one. And I lived to serve others. And, you know, while that's a great quality, um, and I didn't think there was anything wrong with it, quite honestly. And then my coach one day called me out on it. She's like, we need to heal this unworthiness shit. And I was like, what? <laughs> but I'm just like an overgiver. I'm an overachiever. Like, what do you mean? You know? And she said, no, your worth is attached to the doing mm-hmm. and to the giving. And so I would do, 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 do for others. I didn't even know how to be. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of how the whole thing happened. And sort of flash forward, I went through, um, I like to call it an eviction notice, an eviction period in my life where I legitimately was evicted from life as I knew it. I was engaged to be married. I was in a six and a half year relationship. And at the same time, that came to a crashing halt. And my son, who I've raised uh, as a single mom for uh, at the time he was 14 and a half years old, decided he's going to go live with his dad full time. So, Mm. you know, that crushed me. But I had two choices. Either I'm going to numb out with like Netflix and wine and just be like soldier on, or I'm going to marinate at rock bottom. Mm -hmm. And I chose to just marinate and say, okay, whoa, I am the common denominator in all of this. And I was so out of control inside that I was trying to control everything outside, you know, the, the perfectionist and the this and the that. And so really I had to kind of figure out who I was and I didn't have a freaking clue and so, uh, you know, I checked all the boxes by what it you know, meant to be a successful woman. You know, I have like the seven figure business, the house, the BMW, I had it all, but I was miserable. I was freaking miserable. So it was like, all right, let's talk about this unworthiness thing. And that was like the most painful <laughs> experience of my life. But what I realized is I was always treating the symptom at the leaf level. Yes. And I never went to the root. And so we all have a story, right? And my story was I was, you know, sexually violated. I was raped at the age of 18. And I adopted the label of unworthy, not good enough. Um, I'm broken. I need to be perfect in order to, to be loved. And the irony of all this is Amanda actually means worthy of love. Mm, interesting. So once I kind of did the work and whenever I thought this is bullshit, like everybody needs to know everybody, we need to start a conversation about unworthiness. It's not a bad word and everybody suffers from it. Cause if you go to the root of everything that people suffer with, you know, why can't you ask for a raise? Cause you don't feel worthy. Why are you in relationships? Because you, you, you know, you settle and you lower your standards because you don't think you can get any better. Why, why, why? It's all to, in my opinion is that the, it's at the root of this unworthiness. Yes. So I created these as an anchor, as a reminder to take back my worth once it was healed. And I was like, no more, not again, not ever again. And I want to empower women everywhere to claim what's theirs. And you're not worthy because of what you do for others. You're worthy because of who you are. Uh, And we're born worthy. We're born worthy. Like when we come out of the womb, it's not like, oh, you need to hustle for your worth, right? Like I hate that word. Oh, me too. I hate the word hustle. (laughs) I'm so glad you brought that out. (laughs) 
So it's like, you got to hustle for this. No, you don't. You just got to be. But the problem is, is that we're all so out of alignment, chasing, you know, the, the relationships, the cars, the money. And it's, it's like, you're chasing a feeling. Yes. Oh my gosh. I just want to jump through the screen and hug you right now. (laughs) (laughs) So, so that's kind of how it came to be. And it was really just like, that's what it is. We all want to feel enough because our greatest fear, doesn't matter who you are, our greatest fear in life is if we're not enough, we won't be loved. And love is the oxygen of the soul. Oh, it absolutely is. And I'm so fucking glad you're talking about this because (laughs) one of the things that I help people work through, and I mean, I've been working through it because I've been through a divorce and rebuilding my life. We don't realize that the root of the other issues we're having all stem from (laughs) self-worth like everything does it all ties together so I'm so glad that you are talking about this too it's 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 amazing so then with the jewelry what made you just go oh I think I'll design a line of jewelry yeah I mean honest to god it was like a divine download it it, it literally was downloaded into me and I literally created them. I was like, and then I came up with the name Worthy Wand. It was like, it was catchy and it was, and, and they just went into production. I mean, there's over 850 of them and they were only kind of born in June. Mm, I love that. I'm going to make sure that I include a link um, to the Worthy Wand Instagram so people can find you and also to your website. Honestly, you guys need to check these things out, not just because they're beautiful, but also because there's a cause behind these pieces, which I also love. So do you want to tell us a little bit about where some of this money goes? <laughs> yep. So we've now just formally partnered with Operation Underground Railroad, um, which is a nonprofit organization to support um, eradicating uh, human trafficking and sex trafficking of children. Mm. So 10% of each one will go to support you know, this mission and and these brave guys going in there and taking the bad guys down. I love that. And this episode is going to be coming out in March, but as we're recording it, it's February. And until the end of February, I believe you mentioned that Tony Robbins is actually going to be doubling that. Yeah. So Tony Robbins is going to be matching all our donations um, up until the end of February. So yeah, so good. So good. So that's honestly, I love I love beautiful things, but I love when things have a cause behind them. So that's amazing. And how did you get connected with Tony Robbins? That's crazy. So, <laughs> yeah. So, well, I'm part of his platinum partnership. So I spent the last year um, traveling around the world with him, um, learning sort of directly front row seat from him. So I've been on this personal development journey, you know, for quite a while. It never really sort of sunk in until I got the unworthiness component of it, you know, and that was huge. And it was a paradigm shift for me. Oh, right. It literally was a paradigm shift. Yeah. And that, and even just the NLP end of it, where we really just understand that we are all energy. I'm like, how yes. we <laughs> like, why weren't we taught this in school? Right. Oh. Why were we not taught that we are in control of this brain and this mind? I, I put an Instagram post up yesterday and I said, you know, go Marie Kondo your mind. Like seriously, people, because yes. <laughs> you can. And, and it's just, it's a matter of, it's like getting in alignment and understanding that people are like, oh, I can't mess, manifest a million dollars. It's like, well, have you ever had a million dollars? Yes. You know? And then I say, do you want a million pieces of paper? And they're like, well, no. I said, well, it's the feeling that you're chasing. Yeah. Right? People and get so, so hung up. <laughs> 
Yeah. And so that's where I love the work because even with the, the, the worthiness, it's like, why do you want, like, why are you chasing? What are you chasing? Why? And it's, it's through all aspects of life. And when you can get into an alignment, then you're an energetic match mm-hmm. for what it is that you're trying to call in to your quote unquote vortex, you know, because the thing is, is that when you're happy, do you wish for more happiness? No, because mm-hmm. <laughs> you're already happy, right? So it's the same thing. So when you can be in 100% alignment and you can start, you know, being who you were created to be as opposed to who you were conditioned and programmed to be, the magic happens. Right. And that's the key word. I always joke. I'm like, if I could market the NLP and the hypnosis work that I do is magic, I totally would. <laughs> because it really is. Because when you... <sighs> when you accept that everything is energy, when you accept that, and I truly believe the key to manifesting is your subconscious. Like when you dig down into that area and you become happy, which I always tell people, happiness is our natural state. It's how we're supposed to be. (laughs) But people think it's weird. When I was leaving my corporate job last year and I had a side hustle, air quotes, for like 10 years, I remember people looking at me going, why are you so happy? Like it was a bad thing to be happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they're jealous, right? Yeah. They're just like, how, how could you be, you know, how could you be feeling that? Yeah, it's crazy. Right? So I love, I love that you brought up that everything is energy because I talk about that so much. And I'm also trying to make, I mean, NLP is pretty mainstream, but like hypnosis still has a little bit of mystery around it. But I'm trying to help people yeah. understand that like we are in control of everything that we do. We create everything around us. Absolutely. And the thing is, you know, the manifestation seems to be the sort of the the hot word right now, Mm -hmm. right? And what people don't realize is they think if they're not manifesting money or cars or, you know, the dream guy, that they're not manifesting, but we're always manifesting. Oh, 100%. And how, how do you explain to people who maybe look at the word manifesting as like woo-woo. How do you explain to them that it's actually just science? <laughs> well, I mean, basically what I say is, you know, where what you think on, like where energy, what, what you focus on is where your energy flows. So mm-hmm. your dominant thoughts, you will bring it into, into your reality. And that's good, bad, or otherwise. Oh, right? absolutely. So you, you could wake up in a really shitty mood and then you're focused on that. Well, guess what? You're going to be attracting all kinds of really low level vibration experiences all throughout the day. I mean, you could test it in your own life. So, so I'll say to, to, to people with the, you know, the word manifestation, I, I kind of like to explain it like Amazon prime. I said, when you go and order something on Amazon, do you doubt it? Do you doubt it's in the basket? Do you doubt it's in its way? Do you doubt it's on the truck? Like you don't, you're just like, okay, cool. I ordered that on Amazon. It's coming. <laughs> So I'm like, why don't you just do the same thing and trust because it's the resistance to it that you're then putting out another signal, a photocopier, if you will, to the universe, because it's just one giant photocopier of your thoughts, your beliefs, your mindsets, and then it's sending it back to you. And then you go, but but what? Because you don't believe it. So manifest quote unquote money, but they can't hold on to it because they don't believe that they're worthy of it. They don't believe they have that upper limit that they reach. Right. So it's Mm -hmm. like they get it and they're going to spend it. Yep. Because they hold on to it because they don't believe they're worthy of it. And that's where I was. That's where I was for years. Like I'm going to be 45 this year. And I would say most of my life I lived in debt until a couple of years ago when I shifted my beliefs around money, when I shifted my beliefs around my self-worth. Like it's crazy what it's our every- mind will do to hold us back. 
Well, that's the thing is, I mean, our mind is desired, is, is wired um, to keep us safe, yes. not happy. We got to work for the happiness. It's so and the true. Thing, <laughs> but it's just so easy that where you, when you can kind of go, okay, when you think that, do you really want to be inviting that in? I'm like, cancel, cancel, delete, delete. delete. Yeah, me too. Okay. <laughs> can we, okay. So I know what that is. Can you explain the cancel, cancel, delete thing for people? Cause a lot of people won't know what that is. Well, it's just that I, I believe that when I'm sending a vibration out to the universe or when I'm sending a thought, it's like, I look at the universe, like one giant photocopier yes. and they are going to copy my thoughts. So if I think something that is not in my highest interest or not in alignment with who I choose to be here, then I'm like, Oh my God, cancel, cancel, delete. Yeah. <laughs> And that's the one thing too, people, you guys need to understand is that when you have a thought that's maybe a limiting thought or a thought that you don't want to have, don't freak out over it. Just interrupt it. Like the fact that you recognize that you're having that thought is the first step in changing it because now you're becoming self-aware. So I think that's really yeah. important. And it's feedback, right? Mm -hmm. And I think if we sink into the energy aspect of it, it and we go into the how do you want to feel aspect of it you know we're wired to feel joy happiness I mean that's why we're here we're wired to evolve that's our soul's purpose is to come and evolve yeah that's it so when you can feel the tug or you can feel the stress or the anxiety or the sadness that's your little soul saying you're out of alignment yeah simple as that mm -hmm. it's, it's that's the easiest way for me to explain it you're out of alignment because when you're in alignment and you're happy and you're joyful and you're in flow, you're not feeling, you know, the resistance. Yes. I love that too. Oh God, this is, I'm so excited about this episode. <laughs> so, <laughs> and so, it's just, it's feedback. You know, people look at it all oh, like it's failure. It's not failure. It's feedback. Mm -hmm. That's it. Like we, we have enough of the shame and the guilt and the blame from growing up from children from, you know, or from our parents or from relationships. Don't be your own worst enemy. Like the mean girl in your head, you got to tell her to shut it. Yes. Like just be like, listen, you got to turn the volume down. Mm -hmm. And the, 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 the most amazing thing that I learned, I'm going to be, I'm 46. So it's just sort of say, how did I get to this stage in my life and not understand that I can write whatever destiny I want? Like how, like, how is that? You know why? Because they don't want, they want you to conform mm -hmm. <laughs> right? Yes. and fit into that box. And, and, you know, quite honestly, I think our parents did the best they could with what they knew. I do and too. we're just so much more evolved today. Um, you know, I, I do NLP on my parents and they're like, what just happened there? Yeah. Listen, it's, it's like you practiced conditional love. Like you didn't know how to practice unconditional love, you know, cause, cause love is too scary. So we settle for connection. Yep. Mm. And that's based on their programming from their parents. Right. Oh, so absolutely. really it's about doing a reset and just going, okay. And you're never too late. It's you're never too old and it's never too late to do a reset. No, it really isn't. And that's the interesting thing too, because when we talk about beliefs and when we talk about changing realities that freaks some people out, but it's also about understanding that, and you said it perfectly, our parents did the best with what they had. They learned their beliefs from people who learned their beliefs from people. I like to question my clients. I'm like, is what you're believing even the actual reality? Like, is it the truth? Yeah, I always say that. <laughs> that's true. When you say that to somebody, the look on their face is like, uh, well, uh, yes. Like, is it though? Is it true? Like, it's just because amazing. That's the thing. 
like the not the, the subconscious, 95% of it is downloaded pre-programmed. Oh, yeah. So we are operate, operating off of a, a, a blueprint that we didn't even write. Yeah. It was just Crazy. downloaded. Right. And so it's like, and people say, well, how do you know that's true? I said, well, do you ever get in a car and you're on autopilot and you don't even remember driving to where you're going? You get there and they're like, like yeah, all the time. And that's right? how I explain hypnosis to people. I'm like, I'm not going to make you quick like a chicken. <laughs> we hypnotize ourselves every day. Like going, the driving thing is a perfect example. I remember literally pulling into places and going, how the F did I even get here? I don't even remember. Right. And that's scary because we live yeah. most of our life on autopilot. What well, would, oh, go ahead. But, but like, let me just add one more point to that because people think like change is, is, is death to the ego. Yes. Like ego will kick up. It'll have a tantrum like a two-year-old and it will be like, it's hard. Yep. Right. I can't do it. I can't change my belief. And here's what I say. You believed in Santa, the tooth fairy and the Easter bunny. And then when you found out they didn't exist, you changed that belief overnight. Yes. Oh, that's a great right? analogy. Mm -hmm. So you can, So don't say you can't, you just never done it successfully, Ugh. but you can do it. Yes. I love that analogy. Right. It's such a basic analogy and just makes you go, yeah, that's true. It's exactly how I did that. And I love your Amazon thing. It's funny because when I'm talking to people about um, how things are energy, it's like, we know that the internet exists. We can't actually see it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, but we know stuff happens. Yeah. Yeah. But it's just, it's like, I will say to somebody, how is it serving you? Like, how is that thought right now serving you? Yeah. Is it serving you at the highest level? And most people don't even know, like they're not conscious because again, they're in a pattern. Yeah. Well, we get so, comfortable, right? And we get comfortable. I was comfortable with debt. I was comfortable with debt because that's what I had known for so it was familiar. long. Yeah, it's absolutely. Familiar. And we are addicted to certainty. Like mm. as creatures, we are addicted to certainty at an 11. Yeah. And, you know, Tony Robbins talks about our six human needs. I like my top two, you know, the needs. So yeah. the need for certainty, uncertainty, uh, uh, growth, love and connection, contribution. Well, I was like certainty and significance were my number two. Mm. So I had an intervention with Tony and he said to me, well, that's interesting. He said, so you are addicted to certainty. And I'm like, yeah, I am. And he's like, well, how's that working for you? Because the only, the only constant in life is change. So if yeah. you can't cope and you absolutely need to know the outcome, even before you start, he goes, you've already decided. He goes, so there's no room for growth. I was like, okay, insert two, you know, cosmic two by four to the head. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because you're like, it's so true. It really is true. And we're only ever addicted to the certainty of what we know. Mm-hmm. But the magic is not found in the certainty. The magic is found in the unknown. It's found in the uncertainty, it, like the unplanned moments where you don't know what's going to happen. You're like, oh, my God, that was magic. Right. I love to. He talks about how we get addicted to the certainty and then we get bored. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like uh, absolutely. Absolutely. Right. Because it, you because you have the other human need of variety. Yeah. Where you need to shake it up. You need just to be like, OK, I surprised me today. But with that, he'll say, he, he would say this thing, who likes surprises? Everybody puts up their hands and he goes, bullshit. You only like the surprises you, you, you want to know about, or you only like the surprises that you like, you know, because then other people think, oh my God, it's a problem. Yeah. It's not a problem. 
people are addicted to it's the, it's the biggest addiction is problems. Oh, yes. There's opportunities for growth. It's just an, another opportunity to say, okay, well, that didn't work. You know, Edison 10,000 times. It's just an opportunity to redo it just a little bit more intelligently. Yeah. I think the basic thing to go back to and, and you know, what helped me with my sort of transformation was I really had to figure out who I wanted to be in the story that I was authoring. Right. Yes. Because I was a chameleon. I'm like, Oh, who do I need to be for my mother? Who do I need to be for my partner? Who do I need to be for my son? Who do I need to be for my clients? Who do I need to be? And I was like 10 different people, mm. you know, I'm like, I, yeah, that's just too much work. I'm going to be who I was created to be, get back into alignment. And then I'm going to be the highest, best version of myself. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think this is what, this is key for people because people get lost in the comparinitis. They get lost in the not enoughness and the comparing and not feeling worthy and whatever it is because they're trying to compete with somebody else's version. And you can only ever go all expert out on yourself. Yeah. I'm right? sitting here like shaking my head like a maniac because this is just, this is gold. Listen up, people. Get your pens out. <laughs> because it's, it's like you, you're just going to be a worse version of yourself trying to copy somebody else. Mm-hmm. You know, we all have an assignment. We all are called here to do something unique. Yep. And it's our job to surrender and go, okay, well, that's interesting. What is it? So for me, it was alchemizing my pain and turning it into power and sharing, you know, I share very vulnerably my, you know, my mess and how I turned it into a message. And my course, I, you know, I have an eight week course that I literally take people through, you know, the blueprint and the journey of how I went from rock bottom to you know, to living my best life today. Mm-hmm. And, um, I don't believe, you know, there's a lot of people out there that it's like, well, knowledge is power. I don't believe that. I think knowledge shared is power. Yes, I agree. And I also think that there's too many people competing against each other that I want to create a platform and a community where we're supporting sisterhood mm-hmm. and we're supporting the struggle because the struggle is real. Yeah. Mm. Right. The struggle is real. And it's, it's not even our own struggle, honestly. Like when you can weed it all down, it's like, your mother told you that, or somebody said that to you in grade three and you hung on to that and that became your story. And that changed the whole trajectory of your life. Like my story did mm-hmm. when I was able to call bullshit on that story and go, well, the truth is I'm a freaking warrior. And I, you know, I climbed back and that did not define me and I'm not broken. And when I was able to claim that it was like, whoa, look out world. Oh, I love right. the thing too about being broken because so many people, they're constantly looking for what's next. They're constantly looking for the thing that can fix them. And it's like, we aren't broken. You need to recognize that. I want to go back for a second because you said something about um, surrendering. So what advice would you have for people who aren't really sure how to begin their change? Explain surrendering to them a little bit. Well, just ask yourself more empowering questions like start with as basic as who do you want to be not who your mother wants you to be or who your father wants you to be or who your partner or your kids who do you want to be what lights you up what gives you joy because people often are are think oh when i get the ring when i get the house when i get the man when i get the car then i'm going to feel good no you got to feel good first mm-hmm. and then those things come into alignment because you can't you can't get to there from where you are. Yeah, it's true. It's the whole fake it till you make it. I hate that. I like, hate no, that fake it till you, you are. Yes. And like you have to believe it. It's like when we were talking about the million dollars. 
if you've never had a million dollars and you're trying to convince yourself that you want to have a million dollars, your mind is going to call bullshit on you so fast. It's going to be like, no, mm -mm. But you need if to you deal have with stuff. <laughs> but if you have leverage and you tell your mind why you want the million dollars, the mind will believe whatever it is you tell it. So if you have enough legs under that table to have a solid top to yeah. stand on and scream it to the world and even reaffirm it to yourself, that's why I love the necklaces because it's an anchor. It's an anchor back. Mm-hmm. And so, so when you sort of tell yourself this and you have the feeling, well, I, I want a million dollars because it's going to make me feel financially free. It's going to make me feel that I get to be the best version of myself because I can spend more time with my kids, right? And you get leverage. You get legs. Yes. So it's not a million pieces of paper that you're after. It's the feeling. Yeah. It's the feeling. And that's what I always tell people too when they're talking about goals because people get so hung up on goal setting. I'm like, a goal is really just a vehicle to get you to a feeling. Which at the end of the day is usually happiness, which is funny. (laughs) But the thing is, is that, you know, I had a client yesterday and she was like, she was struggling. She said, I just, when we just get married and we just, this, 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 and I said, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm like, what, like, what do you think that the ring on the fi- your finger is going to accomplish? Mm-hmm. What do you think the baby in the carriage is going to accomplish? She goes, well, I'm, then I'm going to be excited. And then I'm going to be, I'm going to be married to my best friend. And I said, well, you've been, you are with your best friend. Like, we don't know what the future holds. All we have is now. Yes. Present moment. So, <laughs> yeah. So like, if you can be the best version of yourself and be happy and be excited and be with your best friend, what's better than that? Right. Because we're always chasing more. Because it's the feeling. At yeah. the end of the day, it's the feeling. That's it. Yeah, absolutely. So how do you want to feel right now? And then what do you need to do to feel good right now? So I'll say, I always have my clients create 2.0 versions of themselves. So what does the 2.0 version of you look like? The one that is worthy and rocking her worth and is so in love with herself and has self-worth. And, and then, you know, people say, oh, self-worth, it's, it's not spas. It's not spas and shopping sprees. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's about loving yourself enough to have boundaries that are healthy boundaries and respect for yourself where you're like, mm, I'm going to protect my energy. That's not good for me. I'm just not going to walk into that situation because you know your limits and boundaries. Yeah, right. absolutely. So what does this 2.0 version of you look like? How does she dress? Who does she talk to? What does she read? How does she fill up? Because when you can get excited about that version of you, then I'll say, okay, the challenge that you're trying to talk to me about, how would that 2.0 version of you handle that challenge? And is it even going to matter in five years? Because if it's not, then don't even give it more than five minutes. Yeah, it's so interesting to you because I know when I talk to people, I'm like, you have to become the person. You have to step into this new version of you. So many people get freaked out that they have to change themselves. But you're, but you're actually, uh, I say, you're actually unbecoming yes. all the things that you unknowingly became. You're unbecoming the identities that are weighing you down. Love that. Because that's why people get resentful. That's why people project. It's because they're not having conscious conversations. They are unconsciously in patterns and even in, in relationships. Like, do people get into relationship and go, okay, that's an unconscious belief of yours that I'm the woman and I'm going to do all the pink jobs and you're the man and you're going to do all the blue jobs. Yeah. So do people ever sit down and have a <laughs> conscious conversation and say, okay, cool. Like the pink jobs don't really like fill me up. So I want you to take half the pink jobs and I, Hey, I don't mind doing half the pink jobs. Like, yeah, who does that? 
right? But imagine what the way the world would be if you were just like consciously, because because we're all incompatible. Mm-hmm. There's no like there like these stupid compatibility reports and this sign and you were born under this star. It's all bullshit because we're all unique and we're all individual. Mm-hmm. Now, co-create the most amazing relationship by being intentional, right? I love that being intentional. That's such an important word for people to hold on to because it really, everything is about being intentional. This is where the, we set intentions for what we want to do. Love that. And like, I don't like goals because what happens with goals is goals are not intentional in my yeah, opinion. People I just agree. like think, oh my God, New Year's Year, it's here and I got to throw up 500 things that I need to accomplish. But the problem is, is you always set yourself up to lose because they're to-do lists instead of to-be lists. Uh, so once you, that. Figure, once you can figure out who you need want to be, then what you need to do kind of comes easy. Yeah. Right? It's really and, true. And stop moving the goal line. Like, set yourself up to win. Like, do three things. If you have a to-do list, like, okay, accomplish three things. And then celebrate. We don't celebrate. It's right? so true. We, we wait for birthdays, anniversaries, our favorite team to win to celebrate. Like life is a celebration. You woke up, your heart is beating. You have another opportunity to like freaking kill it. Celebrate. Yeah. I love that. You know? I love saying that to people when they're like, oh, hey, you go, how are you doing? They're like, I'm busy. You're like, oh, I asked how you were, not your your schedule. And then they ask how you are. And I'm like, I'm fucking fantastic. I woke up I today. Know. And they're just like, what? What's happening here? Because, because they wear busy like a badge of honor. Oh, yeah. And I did for years too. So I get I it. I did too. I did. And there's absolutely no judgment. It was yeah. like, I had, you know, 10 balls in the air, but guess what? If you have 10 in the air, nine are in free fall. Yeah. Right. And they're all going to end up hitting you in like, the head. <laughs> yeah. Unless you work for Cirque du Soleil, you got no business doing that. Yeah. None. It's true. <laughs> Why do you think people end up um, glorifying busy? Why do you think they do that? Because I think that they attach their worth to doing, or I did anyways, because if I, if I'm busy and look at me and it's like, oh, I'm so great. I could do all these things. If they attach their worth to doing. Yeah. I remember for me, a lot of it, especially when I worked in the corporate land, busy was how I justified success. The busier I got, the more of a life that I didn't have, the more successful I was. And looking back on that, I'm like, that is the most fucked up thing I've ever thought yeah. in my life. Yeah. 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 I mean, our goal now is, is to, is to do more in less time, yeah. right? We have so many like alerts and notifications and we live in this instantaneous world where we want instantaneous gratification. Mm-hmm. Like we want it tomorrow. Like Amazon prime is like next day delivery now, right? Like you could download Netflix, you could download your whole series and binge watch. So it's really kind of skewed society. And so I think people need just to kind of go back and take a breath and just say, you know what, I'm not in a race. This is a journey. That's Mm -hmm. your race. If you want to like go run it, cool. I'm in the marathon. I'm like, I'm, I'm in this for the long haul. So you got to go, you know, you're your longest commitment at the end of the day. Yeah. We are our longest commitment. So it's our duty and it's our right to love ourselves, love our, our, our vessel, our body, our being. Because when we don't, it's because what other people have said or thought or put it in our minds of how we should be. We yeah. don't come out of the womb going, oh, I'm fat and bald and, you know, no, we don't. Yeah. <laughs> like, 
It's so you know true. I mean? Like we walked around like naked as a jaybird till till our parents were like, oh, you can't do that anymore. Right? Yeah. And then it was like, oh, you need to cover up shame. Oh, you need to this shame. Mm-hmm. Oh, you shouldn't eat that because, right? So it's all conditional. Yeah. So if you can do a factory reset and decide who you want to be and really fall in love with the person in the mirror, that's your only competition because you should only ever try to be better than the version you were yesterday. Yeah, I love that. And I love the whole conditioning thing, that conversation. I remember having a conversation with somebody a few weeks ago who was a guest on the show and we were working through why she was afraid to put herself out into the world now. And it's because when she was younger, she remembers a babysitter and teachers telling her to be quiet and don't talk. So I think about like, I don't have kids, but I look at like my friends who have kids and I look at these kids in school, we're messing children up in a way. <laughs> like, oh, we are. it's horrible. I feel like all the kids need to unlearn everything. I feel like school needs to be unlearned. Yeah. I don't know how well, we do that, but. <laughs> no, but it's true because we are, I mean, from a very young age, we are taught to be seen and not heard. Yep. Be the good little girl, dress up in your little Sunday best and just be seen and not heard. So we're taught to be objectified that if you're pretty, you'll get attention. If you're good, you'll get attention. If you serve other people before you serve yourself, you know, that is a sign of of being selfless. That's no, no. The whole oxygen on the the airplane thing comes into play. You've got to take care of yourself first. And, And I love when people go, well, that's selfish. Oh, cool. So me taking care of me so I could be the best version of me. So I'm not taking care of you and meeting your need. You're calling me selfish because I'm not meeting your needs because I want to meet my needs. Awesome. <laughs> yes. Awesome. I love and then when it. you say that, then they go, oh. Yeah. Well, when you say it like that, you know, it's like. <laughs> oh, I love that. So uh, I have a question for you. So when. Yeah. It comes to creating a life or a career that you love. Yeah. What do you think is the most common reason why people end up giving up? They don't follow through. Well, I think that they're following a recipe that was handed down that they didn't even write, first mm-hmm. of all. And I think that people are trying to keep up with the Joneses. So they think, oh, you know, there's so many fitness people or photographers out there. I'm going to do that. But is that really what lights you up? Mm -hmm. So again, at the end of the day, I think it's really going back to who do you want to be in your story? What lights you up? What gives you joy? What do you feel that you're in free flow with? So people give up because they're, they're in resistance. It's working. So as opposed to giving up, take a rest and reset and just go, okay, am I really being my authentic self here? Yeah. And that's why people give up because they're frustrated because they're trying to be somebody else. Yeah. I remember stepping into my authentic self and stepping into using my voice. It was the most empowering thing I've ever done in my life. And all I could think was, man, I wish I would have done this years ago. But I also know that everything has happened leading up to who I am now for a reason. It's made me this person. Like You uh, have, and that's the thing where people are like, I I just want to... How do I, um, how do I forget about him or how yeah. do I delete that part of my life? And I'm like, you don't want to, because that's shaped who you are today. Like I'm super grateful today that I had to like smash and break because of, of my experiences, because I would not have, I, I wouldn't have transformed. I wouldn't have been, 
you know, evicted from life as I knew it to say, I'm going to claim a truer identity, one that's more in alignment with who I am, because I was too afraid to be abandoned that I self-abandoned. Yeah. Right. I feel so many people self-abandon themselves. And I mean, that's where we run into the people pleasing epidemic. I'm going to call it an epidemic. (laughs) But again, you only model what you know. So if your mother, you know, your mother self-abandoned and your mother did it or your grandmother did it or your caregiver or your father, whoever did it, your primary source of love did it. That's what you learned behavior. Mm-hmm. It's learned behavior. Yeah. It, you're doing it consciously. It's totally unconscious. And because we are so addicted to certainty, we will do more to avoid pain than to gain pleasure. Yes. So change is too hard. People are like, I can't do it. So I'm just going to stay. Yeah. And they settle. But dust is the only thing that settles. And we are not dust yet. Yeah. Mm. Right? So true about the towards pleasure away from pain. When when you realize, like when you start to shift and you start making decisions so you're going towards pleasure, I can't even explain to you how good life gets. It just, everything changes. The way you look at things changes you see possibilities instead of limitations. Like it's, it's amazing. Most people don't quite honestly, because again, we're waiting for that, you know, elusive permission slip. Yeah. Right. We're waiting for somebody else to be the permission grantor in our life to say, yes, you can, you can do that. It's mm-hmm. like been conditioned from such a small age. We run home with our little forms. Oh, we've got a field trip sign here, give us permission, you know, and we're still waiting for somebody to sign our permission slip. It's like, take your own damn pen and sign it. Give yourself permission to shine. Right. It's so true. If not who, if not you, then who? Yeah. And I just did an episode about self doubt because so many people, I put it out there. I'm like, what do you guys want to hear about? Self doubt was probably the like top thing that I heard from people. Because yeah. we fear judgment, we fear everything, we fear the permission, we fear giving ourselves permission, we fear taking that step forward. Because, but but it, the only reason why you're ever going to face resistance in in a situation from another is because they're too afraid to take action in their own life. So they want to keep you small and they want to keep you on their level because then it forces them to do something about their circumstance. Yeah, that's it. It's right? totally true. Like for, for me, when I went through all this sort of massive transformation, it was isolating, quite honestly, because I had to, I had to shed people that were just not in, you know, in alignment and with my trajectory and where I was going, they weren't, you know, committed and addicted to growth. They, yeah. they weren't, you know, they wanted to be negative and a victim in their life. And I was like, Oh my God, I'm so done with that. Like, you know, we we're victors in our lives. Like we're here to rise. We're here to do so much more than to wallow. And so you become protective of your energy and you become protective and you're just like, yeah, no. But when you start to ask yourselves more intelligent questions, you get more intelligent answers. Yeah. Simple as that. Absolutely. And I think it's interesting too, because when I started going through my transformation, I started to understand who I was becoming. My tolerance for the negativity around me completely changed. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I mean, listen, like we can have compassion. Yeah. You know, And I think that's really important is to hold space and to have compassion for somebody when they're there. But what I've learned is that I'm not, it's not my responsibility to fix you. Yeah. Like when you learn how hard it is to change yourself, 
you realize how impossible it is to change another. Right? Yes, absolutely. Especially men. So unless a guy's in diapers, you can't change him. He has to want, (laughs) right? He has to want to change himself. (laughs) That is so true. I have learned too, though, that that one of the ways to help other people change is as I've been changing myself, change yourself, you change other people around you because you inspire them to change. It's very interesting to watch. Absolutely. I love that. And that's your, and that's your tribe, right? Those are the people. And, and really like it's, it's, it's for people that are facing self doubt and they're afraid to, to make change. It's like, it's a good opportunity for you to look around you to sort of see the company that you keep, because if somebody wants to keep you playing small, that's a big tell all, right? If somebody doesn't want you to rise and somebody doesn't want you to shine and somebody doesn't have your back, then that kind of lets you know, you know, who your tribe and, you know, Tony will say you are the sum of the five people you spend the most time with. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, it's true. You become the company you keep. I love this. I love this conversation. I feel like I could talk to you for like five hours. (laughs) So going back, like looking back on your life, is there anything that you would change about the way that you did things? I mean, yeah, I would love to have avoided the pain. I would have Mm -hmm. loved to have avoided, you know, a lot of the, the time wasted, but I don't think I'd be who I am today. So you know, I, I think I take it all in. I'm grateful for the experience. I'm grateful that I have a platform now that I can share vulnerably and I can help other women that are, you know, in similar situations. And, you know, my story might not be theirs, but it starts a conversation um, where they can go, wow, okay, if she made it through all of that, then I can make it through this. Love you know, that. I don't think I would change a thing, you know. I wish that they taught this when we were younger, quite honestly, that that's the only thing I wish that I had the awareness that I was more in control than I was led to believe or that I knew I was. Yeah. I, I literally just had this conversation the other day. I agree. I wish back in those days and even now I wish they were teaching kids this. Yeah. I wish they were not putting kids in tiny boxes. Yeah, absolutely. So the, but the best thing that we can do is that I can be, you know, a, a, an example for my son yeah. where he can look and say, okay, wow, she walks her talk and she's consistently consistent. So when he's ready to, you know, reach for a different um, outcome, he's going to know that he's got a stable platform up, you know, to, to have a hand up. So, yeah, I also love it too, because I know with me, and I'm sure it's the same with you. A lot of the people I work with now, they're recognizing things and they're taking that information and transferring it onto their kids so it's like a ripple effect it's beautiful it is and and there is a conscious shift happening I think globally I think it's starting to happen and you know little by little and conversations like this and podcasts like this and access to information I mean it's never been easier you've got Google University YouTube University it's never been easier to self-inform and to learn and grow yeah yeah so change is there right? Change is there. There's resources. You can reach out to, to, to influencers because people that are in this space truly want to help. Yeah, it's true. And that's honestly one of the reasons why I started this podcast Yeah, because I wanted to be able to get my voice out there. I wanted to bring people on like you to help share this message, to get this out there for people. Yeah. So that's why I'm so grateful for people like you who are willing to have these conversations and just be open and be vulnerable and Share yeah, your I, story. I, I mean, I 
free book. I, I'll I'll send you the link and you can put it in the show notes. But awesome. I wrote a free I wrote a, a book and I had like forty seven hundred downloads in two and a half weeks. Amazing. You know, so for me, it's like I write content. I write content on on Instagram every day. It's free content. People, are like, why do you do that? Why don't you? Because because that's caring. Sharing is caring. Yes. And, and, and if you're going to, that's what I think to be an influencer is so that you can actually influence somebody to think a little bit different or make a difference in their day. Yeah. That's my definition of an influencer. You I know? love so. that. Love, 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 love. So I want to be mindful of your time and we're coming up to an hour. What are some of the things that you are most passionate about right now? Career, life, whatever. Um, I think it stays in the vein of this conversation. I'm really passionate about helping, you know, the world heal of unworthiness um, because it it's the gateway to freedom. Yeah. So that lights me up more than anything. Um, I'm addicted to growth. So I'm always learning or growing or geeking out on something. Uh, and then I go and I share it. So I'm really passionate about that. I don't just, I'm not like a bookworm where I just absorb it. I, I do it. And then I, I'm addicted to making it digestible and then putting it back out for people just to, to feel like, okay, it'll sink in, you know? Mm. So I'm super, that's what lights me up. And these wands, I mean, my, my goal with these wands, it's a lofty one, but I want a million in the world by 2020. Well, let's so, get on that. Let's help you do that. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. I wish I could put, oh, I wish I could put a photo in the show notes, but I'm going to have your link and everything. I'm going to put everything so people know where to find you. Um, so something I ask every guest that I have on the show, obviously the show is called The Limitless Life. What does it mean to you? What does having a limitless life mean to you? Oh, that's a great question. Um, I think having limitless energy, limitless love, limitless knowledge to be able to continue to share and impact the world, you know, one conversation at a time. Nice. So how can people find you? I'm going to include this in the show notes, but just give, give a little shout out to where people can find you. Yeah. So um, I'm pretty active on the gram. So Amanda.O'Reilly um, and then um Amanda dot, oh no, Amanda O'Reilly dot CA is my website. Cool. And I will include all those and especially a link to the worthy ones because I'm in love oh, with them. So and thank again, you. thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day to have this conversation oh, with me. Like, I, I love it. And I want to just throw one more thing in. I know you weren't expecting it, but let's do a little contest. Let's give away a worthy one to listen. Yes. I love yeah, that. Yeah, you figure out how you want to do it, but yeah, okay, let's Okay, okay. I love that. I'll be I'll figure something out and then I'll message you as soon as we're done this. Yeah. So again, thank you so much. Thank you. Honestly, the value that people are gonna get from this conversation is insane. So thank you. Amazing. I can't wait for people to hear this. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining me today. You have no idea how much I love and appreciate you for taking time to listen because shows like this are not possible without people like you. You can find me over on Instagram at underscore Brenda Johnson. Tag me to post and let me know what your favorite episode has been. And if there's something that you want to hear, let me know. Shoot me a DM and I'm always going to get back to you. I want this podcast to help as many people as possible. So please take a moment if you can to leave me an honest comment and review so I know what you think of the show. And if you could, help me spread the love by hitting that share button.